Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to yet another episode of It's Techie Podcast. Hey, you're joined by me, your baby girl, your host, Kose Yusiere, and yet another special guest. If you don't know about Felix, then I don't know where you've been, because this guy is business man. Business man. <laughs> the one that knows all the tech, that knows all the technology. <laughs> Welcome, Felix. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, do you want to just give a quick intro to yourself and who you are and what you do because you're doing cool things right now and I feel like people should know. Thank you, thank you. Well, first of all, um, I want to appreciate you for inviting me on and oh. also for your amazing intro for me too. No, no. Um, me and Kose go go back a little bit now. We've known yeah. each other for. How long? Two years now? Maybe? Two years now. Like it yeah. honestly feels like a lot longer, but yeah, yeah. two years. I don't know where you've been all my life, but yeah. Um, it's been it's been almost two years and um, I am a business and technology consultant. Um, <laughs> That's my friend. Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently on a graduate scheme um, up until about next year. And I've worked with um, private sector and public sector clients working on some large scale uh, technology projects and digital transformation projects as well and on the side I try to dabble in some startup slash entrepreneurship so one thing I do is I, I have a, a little organization called Ideas Lab where we help student entrepreneurs at university um, develop their business ideas and we have a network that connects uh, student entrepreneurs together um, globally Love that. So people can be able to like share ideas and collaborate, network, and you know just have a have a nice little ecosystem and a community of of entrepreneurs who are building really cool things around the world. I love that. I love that, and that's one of the main reasons why um, I feel like you'd be the perfect guest for this techie podcast. Because obviously, this podcast is all about navigating adulthood and just you know building a community of like helping each other get through adulthood because we're all experiencing the same thing like we've mm-hmm. just finished uni and just you know life is just doing all of us right now so <laughs> yeah yeah I, I I just love what you're doing and I think it's amazing which is why I feel like a lot of people need to know about it so I'm going to leave all of um, Felix's details on the It's Techie podcast Instagram so you can find out more information about that yeah hit um, me up hit me up but in terms of what we're talking about today we're going to be discussing confidence or just overcoming self-confidence um, because I, for me personally, I know that's something that throughout uni, even post-uni is something that I've struggled with in various aspects of life from like work to like personal to body confidence. And I know a, a lot of people can like relate to that as well. Where would you say you are now in terms of like your self-confidence? Um, I'll say that I've come a long way, a very long way. Sometimes I get in situ- into situations and look at myself and the things I talk about, even doing things like being on your podcast. And it just reminds me about how much of a journey it's been for me personally. Yeah. Um, you know, with my self-confidence, um, I'd say hurdles, um, that I've had to overcome over the years. Um, you know, it's it's taken a lot of introspection to really dig deep into where it comes from, you know, and, and how I can manage that in situations where I feel less confident, 
and also how to manage myself when you know things are going well and you know the Nigerian me wants to jump out and he wants to flex more small <laughs> you know because having a nice balance of these things I think is very very important as an adult balance. you know so yeah I think I think I've definitely come a long way we can dive into you know where, where and then where I am right now but right now I'm, I'm in a good place yeah. confident confidence wise um I think there are lots of external factors that can tie into your confidence and affect it a lot mm -hmm. and I think um I've had to kind of be mindful of that and make sure that the confidence that I'm trying to bring out myself and develop is coming from within yeah, and not yeah. so much affected not by external factors exactly yeah, exactly make sure it's all internal so um yeah I think this year definitely I've, I've set myself a challenge to be a lot more fearless and a lot more trusting in my own abilities yeah which I think feeds into the confidence thing um and just telling myself that no matter what happens you know I I am a somebody yeah exactly and I am capable of a lot more than I think yeah even I, though in the moment it doesn't feel like that so yeah I yeah. touching on what you said about like confidence being affected by like external factors I think that's definitely something that I've struggled with for a long time personally <laughs> I know to others or to like people like who don't know me that well they might see me and think oh she's so confident like she's mm -hmm. like da, da, da. but it's really not the case that like, I'm one of those people that is heavily affected by what other people say or think about me mm -hmm. so it's it's been a thing of over the years I've really had to try and just not to note like take note of what people are saying because I yeah. remember like you know I had like my fashion blog ages ago yeah when I first started that, people were like, oh, like, why is she doing fashion blog? Like, who does she think she is? Da, da, da. And that really knocked, like, my confidence. And it was just yeah. like, oh, like, do I even want to do this anymore? But then yeah. I continued and I started getting, like, small, small brands. Like, one of the brands, I think Zaffle sent me clothes to okay. review. And I, I was gasped. I was like, okay, it's, it's small, but it's, to me, it's a big thing that someone's willing to send me their product to yeah. like, review and try on and to wear. So I was just like, okay, from that point forth, I was like, I really need to like stop thinking of like caring about what people think. Yeah. Especially like in in terms of like finishing uni and then stepping into the world of work. I really did suffer with like imposter syndrome. Uh -huh. I really did feel like, oh, I'm not meant to be here uh -huh. or I don't deserve to be here. That's mm. that's that's, now, a, that's a heavy one. Yeah, even now, like even though I feel like, okay, I've, I've got my degree and I did really well at uni. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I like look at others and I compare my, where I am in life to like other people. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I haven't accomplished this. I haven't accomplished yeah. this. Especially it's... following like, certain people <laughs> on social media as well. It's just like, mm. You know, I call that, it's, it's the, it's the internalization of the look at your mates. Yeah, see your age syndrome. mates. <laughs> It's so annoying when they say it, but we don't realise how much of that we actually internalise. Yeah, facts. And just subconsciously, you see someone who is your age younger than you and you're just like, wow, like these guys are really out here killing it. Or yeah. this amazing woman is out here killing it. And it's just like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> you know, yeah. To an extent. But, yeah, but in terms of the, the self-confidence thing in, in work, man, like I, I have too many experiences about that oh yeah let's that, let's jump uh, in <laughs> and oh man where do I have to start okay so 
I think a lot of people can relate to this because, um, you know, especially if you're like a fresh graduate and stuff like that, you know, if you finish the first class, especially coming from a Nigerian background, because I'm Nigerian, mm-hmm. so you're coming from a Nigerian background, you know, people will say, oh, you know, you finish first class, you know, you, you're basically like on top of the world, kind of like yeah, you work super yeah. hard, you know. And for me, for me especially, um, I, I was coming off a 2-2 my second year because mm-hmm. um, I was I was playing too much. You're doing baby boy life. So I wasn't I wasn't focused and stuff <laughs> like that. So um, I, I had to end up with a 2-2 in second year and then went in a placement year and then things started to turn around. So wow, you really there. turned it around though. I had to by force because I was like, if I don't if I don't pick up myself, like I'm really going to finish uni with like. A high two two, maybe a low two one, you know. And as much as Nigerian parents will try and be happy for you in the moment, it's it's tough for them. Yeah, you know. And I know that I'm capable of so much more than this, so I'm doing myself a disservice, mm-hmm. right? But that, that's that's a whole other story in itself, anyway. But um, so by God's grace, I managed to finish either or first. Um, <laughs> came up. Yeah. Roll the applause. Roll the applause. Give me my props. Huh? You were one of the people that were, I had pressure on my head because it's like you. Oh, yeah, I had to breathe down your neck. Like literally, everybody I knew. First I had class, to. First, I had class, to. first class, I was thinking, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, you had so much potential. Like for me, like I was just like, if I can do this, if I can come out of uni for first class, with all the with all the plane I was playing, like <laughs> you might have no excuse. And yeah, it's, it is pressurizing sometimes to you know do that. But when you care about someone so much. You have to, you have to, you know, make sure, make sure they win. So, yeah. so yeah. So I finished uni, and then obviously now it's time to, time to look for work. And all my friends started getting jobs. One of my closest friends, um, our closest friends, should I say? Yeah. You know, got a job before exams even finished. Yeah, yeah. It was already off the market. These times I'm applying, I'm applying, and you know they're telling you if you get first class, you can basically damn near walk into any, any position job. that you want it's cap it's a lie <laughs> it's, it's cap like it's it doesn't work like that you know because it's so so competitive sadly mm-hmm. and i remember getting a interview and assessment day at this big american tech company perfect job for me pretty much mm-hmm. i'm gonna withhold the name of the company just for discussion purposes yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but um in this company is, is one of the biggest in the world and the job was right up my street because I wanted to do something in consulting because mm-hmm. I realized like I, I liked helping people improve stuff. Yeah. And the closest role to that or field to that was kind of consulting, especially if you're coming from a business background, yeah. we're all for technology. So I was like, okay, cool. Like this job, you know, aligns with what I'm trying to do. So I roll up to this assessment day now and I had to go to a whole different city for this, by the way. Stay oh, for like two days. God. So roll up to this assessment day now. There are 40 people there, all recent grads. Mm-hmm. And there are seven positions available. So they tell us at the end of this day, because it's a one-day assessment day, at the end of this day, we will know who gets the job and who didn't get the job. But because of 40 people, Halfway through the day, let's say around one o'clock, yeah. they were going to send half the group home. Oh, right. <laughs> so, very do you know what I'm saying? So, um, the first half of the day was just like just activities, different um, activities that will test your your competency, how well you work in a group, all all that all that stuff, right? 
Yeah. And I feel like I'm doing well because I'm like first class, you know. I, I understand technology relatively well. Yeah. You know, like I have a genuine passion for that space and I understand, you know, the company and, and all these things. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I, yeah, I can work with people. This, yeah. yeah, like it, I mean, surely it can't go that badly, right? And you know, all signs were pointing towards the fact that it was going pretty oh, well. Oh yeah. You know, I was getting good feedback from recruiters that were there. Everything we were doing was watched, right? So we all finished activities and the last activity was so we had two group activities and then the last thing was a three minute presentation mm -hmm. about why you want to work in this field you know why why consulting and why should the firm pick you specifically yeah. and um this also ties into self-confidence because that last question why should the firm pick me was obviously uh a perfect avenue for me to sell myself yeah up. yeah biggest and up. because I've had such long-term self-confidence issues. I still struggle with that to this day. Like now I'm a lot better at it, but I had to go through experiences like that where they told me you didn't you didn't sell yourself properly. Yeah. Like all your your credentials are stunning. But but the people, you yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So someone yeah. exactly. So someone who you know has done half as much as you have comes in and sells themselves amazingly, they're going to get the job. Yeah. Right? So that's always a bit of that in mind. So we finish all of that stuff. We have lunch. Everyone's chilling, relaxing. And throughout the day, you can see and notice people who have, you know, done really well, have impressed you in, as yeah, a person yeah, throughout the day, nice. right? So they say, okay, we're going to come to the room and then we're going to um, start calling out people's names. And then if you call out your name, you have to come outside to the room come outside of the room yeah cool so these times you don't know whether going outside means you're going home or staying oh, yeah, in the, yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> yeah. Someone there. they do it so smiley as well man they come in i finish my lunch i'm looking at them i'm shitting myself <laughs> so the gentleman walks in and is calling out people's names and you know one by one they're calling people calling people out after school order and i'm seeing people that i've noticed that were really good leave mm. This room. room okay yeah so i, so I start clocking... doing mental calculation like exactly exactly <laughs> so I, I start clocking that okay that means people who are staying back are probably going home that's okay i mean let me when, when is my turn now we'll get up and we'll go outside and we'll continue face <laughs> of this of this assessment day the name the list is going down keeps going down this this donny skips me yeah and it continues to name people i said see my life okay and it, for that for a split second, I was like, "Wait, maybe I got it wrong. Maybe people you know that are staying stuff, here." I'm trying to like, you know, I'm trying to, <laughs> right? I'm trying to hang on to anything just to keep me comfortable. More hope. And the list had finished, and then people went outside and stuff. And the guy came back and said, "You know, fortunately, guys, you were un unsuccessful at this time." Yeah. I said, "Hey, God, <laughs> me, me and my first class." You know, sometimes grade really isn't everything. And I think that's that's a big thing when you're coming straight out of uni. Mm -hmm. Don't let your grade give you any type of false hope, whether you've got a two one, whether you've got a first, whether you've got a third. Because there's some people that can have the gift of the gab with a two two and they go way further than someone that, that with was a first sweet class talk that, that has sweet no talk interpersonal way. skills whatsoever. Trust me. So, and and I have interpersonal skills, but th these people were coming in and they were just I don't even know what they were telling them in that presentation, but it, it it just this time around it wasn't for me. And it was funny because when we started packing up our things, I happened to leave at like one p.m. in the afternoon. 
my god. It started raining. And we're just standing outside waiting for this bus. And everybody there was confused as to why I was there. <laughs> and they were like, we generally thought you were going to go through. And I'm like, big man, me too. I thought I was going to enter. But, but you <laughs> know, sometimes, like, overconfidence can be a reason as well why people mm. don't get the jobs. Not saying that was, like, what the issue was. But so I remember, like, one time... <laughs> One time, we I was in like something a similar scenario to you. We were in like a group interview. Uh-huh. This one guy just, or you know, when like they're like, oh, who wants to lead or say something? He's always the first to like put up his hand. Yeah, he was very confident. Like he knew at one point he even corrected the um the interviewer. I said, yeah, oh. like yeah. he was just like, oh no, actually it's blah blah, blah. and he's like, oh yeah, um, my bad. And I was thinking, raw, like you even coming to correct the person that's asking you questions so I was thinking oh yeah he's definitely got it they said no and then at the end like when we were all leaving because they told us like then and there like if we got the 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 like role or not yeah they were like oh um they told him he was too confident like he was like he's overconfident and they don't like they don't like that like it's almost like he couldn't be taught or he wouldn't yeah. like, fit into a team where he needed to yeah. kind of learn from other people yeah and I was just like wow you know I've never I never really thought of it that way that overconfidence as well can also be like a bad 100%, thing 100% especially in, in 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 companies and in teams and stuff you know like if the culture doesn't if the culture isn't that so the place the tech company I was working I was looking to work at I had this assessment there at they they valued people who are slightly more overconfident right. very slightly yeah so if even if, if you were good if you just didn't have that braggado- <laughs> yeah that slight braggadocious thing about you yeah you weren't you probably weren't going to fit into the team right you know so i had to i had to pack my things and i was so down in the dumps like i was like <laughs> this first class served me dreams because i was going to walk into that role and that, that it was basically ordained by God himself that I, I this role was for me, you know. And I went back to my hotel room. I went and ordered myself a greasy kebab. And you chopped the L. And I chopped the L and I slept. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, it started pouring rain. And that's how I was like, listen, me and this city don't don't mix. So therefore, let me just go back to where I know I live. Yeah, and continue to job hunt. But it took a huge knock on my confidence. Huge, you know. And you just have to keep pushing, you know, as, as painful as it is. One thing I really like about our generation is this whole idea of we move. Like, yeah. literally, we move. Like, you you chop an L, you just keep it stepping. You have to keep it pushing, yeah. That's literally it. That's life. Like, it's resilience. Yeah, it's resilience. And I, I really do love our generation for that. Like, we literally will have a setback and then it's like, okay, Okay, next. Mm. What's next? Like, Although, there's a little caveat in that that I'm, I'm going to try and play those advocate a little bit in this okay, one. Okay, go for it. I feel like a lot of people that have that mentality when we move don't fully deal with things. Oh, things, things you're on my neck. Okay. Things happen. They don't fully accept it. They don't deal with the emotions. They don't, I, I, I like to say, like, when something happens, you need to let the emotions flow through you fully. But people feel the pain. I'm like, oh, we move, and then just just keep it pushing. And keeping it pushing is very, it's a very, very good thing, for sure. But if you haven't actually dealt with the emotion and how you really feel about what just happened to you, 
we move exactly it can be it can be counterproductive you know yeah, those emotions yeah, yeah. Are, they're probably going to pop up at some point and especially if you have multiple we moves and you're not dealing with it then it's, it's going to be tight down the line dare i say that it's i just i feel like that is something that guys do a lot though like i don't really see girls doing it or like okay maybe the circles i run with we're very very open like they're mm. afraid to to cry on the phone to each other and be like oh this happened to me and i feel like this and because of what happened i now behave like this or i'm, I'm gonna be acting like this for a while and like everybody's kind of very open with each other but mm. i don't know maybe because i don't have these in-depth convos with my male friends i just i find that it's more of like a guy thing to just be like okay we move and not really deal and process your emotions i disagree okay yeah i disagree i've seen it i've seen it in both um men and women interesting yeah maybe tipping slightly towards men a little uh-huh. bit more but not it's not big enough gap that i'm like nah it's a guy thing okay yeah yeah because I just, yeah, I don't really see. But then again, I, who am I? I don't know everyone. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I, yeah, obviously, this is contextualized to the to, people that yeah, we know. My yeah, Come, we're not, we're not generalizing it. Yeah, yeah. Let's touch on, like, confidence in terms of, like, social circles or, like, mm-hmm. social... Um, settings because I think this this kind of links into like my last podcast with my friend Kittle where I was talking about um like colorism I feel like when you're black confidence like there's another layer to the level of confidence you have and that layer is like to do with your race or like how you look I don't know I, I just I feel like that's always something that kind of comes into play, especially when you're like darker or maybe not even just when you're darker, maybe when you're lighter too. Hell, I don't know. But (laughs) like race definitely is something that has affected my um, confidence in terms of like social settings and kind of, especially when I was like younger in school, kind of feeling like I wasn't really desired or Mm. I wasn't like, I was everything but the cute one right until I got to a certain age and like puberty hit and then you know people start noticing you for other things yeah (laughs) like before then I felt like okay that was a real like thing in terms of confidence for me personally what about like for you was it was it kind of the same experience or like different um are we talking like school days or just in general yeah, we could, in general, sure. In general. Um, mm, that's an interesting one. I haven't really thought about that, to be honest. Potentially, maybe, like, on a subconscious level. Yeah, de- yeah. I think, I think on a subconscious Yeah, level. I think on a subconscious I think when, when, you're, when you're so clearly standing out because of your race, the confidence thing can swing one of two ways. It can either appear, you know, larger than life because you're the only yeah. person of yeah, colour yeah, in the room. yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you kind of, you want to melt into the background because you want to hide a little bit because you know that no one there really is able to, to get you. socialize with you properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think I've been, I've been in places and I have experiences where 
it's both sometimes both in the same setting oh it that must be tough bloody hell. yeah yeah definitely like is you confused like okay like who which which version of me do i need to be right now yeah and i feel like in a work setting or in a work social setting you almost depending on what your personality is like you would want to put your best self forward because especially at the beginning you want to impress people and you want to God, yeah. you know like you, you want to feel you want to come across as someone who is willing to be part of the team yeah so you want to do the whole like uh go for a drink after work yeah up the pub hit up the bar yeah but at the same time that's really not me <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and I'm, like... I'm, I'm the exact same i'm the exact yeah. same it's you like know? okay i need to try and look like i'm fitting in and like have this like pseudo confidence right now but really right, right i've never stepped foot in a bar in a in a pub sorry and i have no idea what i'm doing right i'm just gonna go with it right exactly <laughs> exactly and i feel like for me sometimes and let me think is this most times or sometimes i think now that i'm older i try to just be myself and not let yeah, the facts. external circumstances affect facts. my confidence yeah um definitely when i was younger and I end up in like spaces where I was the only black person. Like you, it's definitely somehow. And I think in hindsight, it probably made me a little less confident. Mm. But now it's just like, you know, whatever, man. Like I'm probably going to spend ten minutes max here anyway. So <laughs> like, yeah. doesn't really make a difference to me. I'll come and have one drink and bounce because this isn't really my scene. This and yeah. I'm, I don't feel I feel confident enough to just walk out yeah without feeling like someone's any gonna... type of way exactly yeah. exactly so so yeah i think confidence and social settings definitely go hand in hand and i think sometimes it does manifest itself in kind of having a little bit of like social anxiety yeah as well yeah. which i definitely have sometimes um because when you just when you feel so so small in a setting maybe because you don't know anybody there yeah you know like there's just that crippling social anxiety that just it's it's it can be frustrating in the moment Sometimes you know like and you just <laughs> yeah like you just run away or you just try to run away you know mm. but if you if you have maybe a little bit more self-confidence in yourself maybe that would help um help you manage that situation a little bit better yeah. and walk in there and not feel like you know like if you if you bend down now, your trousers are going to tear anybody who see your yash. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you understand? So yeah, it's 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 quite a complex combination of different things that affects confidence in in social settings. But I think we'll probably spend an hour talking about that in itself. Exactly. You know, yeah. so. I feel like now that I'm like as I am now, 23 years of age, I feel like this is probably the most confident and just like myself that I've mm-hmm. ever been. Like, I feel like I've really grown into myself as a person. Yeah. So I feel like confidence, I guess, is something that just comes over time as well. Like, yeah. the older you get, the more oh, like self-aware you become, the more you 100%. know yourself. And you just become more at peace with yourself. 100%. And... And then that's kind of where the confidence comes from. There's things that you just, you can't change. Yeah. Like you are how you are. Everyone is different. Everyone is unique. And I feel like that's the beautiful thing about it. Like, why would you want to be like somebody else or like try and emulate somebody else? Like you're you for a reason. Yeah. 
So, and everyone brings something different because of that. Exactly, exactly. But I feel like, yeah, for me, it was literally just learning that as I as I got older. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm cute. Or whatever, like yeah, yeah, you're absolutely I've stunning. Got a lot of things going for me, like I'm, I'm, and uni as well. Like, I was very, I wasn't like confident, like academically. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I was, I was alright at school. Like I was never like at the like top like math set or anything. But I yeah. was just okay. It wasn't until I like got my GCSE results and I'm seeing like I got five A's. I was thinking, right, I'm actually smart, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's little things like that, and it's that build your confidence up as a person I feel like you have to go through the different like stages yeah. of, of life to I feel like such a granny saying that like, different <laughs> of life. like I'm still so young as it's well. exactly so much but it's, it's interesting because my experience you know talking confidence of academics completely contrasts yours oh, wow. because I wasn't I struggled academically in school mm-hmm. and I know for a fact that that came about because of just having low self-confidence and mm-hmm. I didn't actually it didn't really change up until uni. When I say school, I'm talking like secondary school, like Definitely, early days. Yeah, yeah. It didn't really change up until uni. Until final year, pretty much. Or like mid, yeah, like placement year slash final year. But you know, you when know? I, like when we met, I would have never have put you down as someone, or I wouldn't have put you down as the way you're describing yourself to have been. Yeah. I, do you know, a lot of people say that. Like they're quite surprised when I tell them like I'm actually re- relatively introverted or like shy or have like social anxiety like they're just like well are you shy now nah, come on man felix how are you gonna be trying shit like that i'm like it's true like if yeah. the felix you see now is so different from people who've kn- like the felix that you know went to school in nigeria and you know the, that's a whole other conversation about you know, the, yeah, the, oh the cultural significance yeah. and aspects of confidence like going to oh man in Nige. it it, de- it depends so much like if if you're not, you know, Nigeria, Nigerian society, um, you know, respects academia very yeah, highly, very highly, especially in the sciences, right? Yeah. So if you're not very good at maths or Science, math. physics or yeah, anything, yeah. anything like that, if you're more of a creative type, you because I was, I was really good at English, mm-hmm. business, commerce, economics, history. I was, I, I can't draw, so I couldn't really do arts, so but, <laughs> but um. <laughs> You know, like the, the most social sciences, which are slightly less respected in Nigerian society. Mm. You know, it's you you're not you're not very encouraged, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it, yeah, hundred I mean, percent. My, my experience, because <laughs> for for your viewers, like I went to secondary school in Nigeria, right? So, and you, if if you don't do very well in certain subjects, you will hear it from your teachers, mm-hmm. and they they're not they're not always depending on the kind of school you go to of course but they're not always nice about it yeah and there's once no or twice there's no sugar coating and you might get ridiculed in yeah. front of everybody that you know yeah, yeah. you know the black ah, is it, is it uh, felix so you what did you get 40 percent in mathematics this one that one you know just a lot of ridicule if, if it's oh out of the gosh. open you, you're sitting there like you just want the ground to open up and swallow you whole because <laughs> Now, not only does the teacher know that you're not good at maths, the whole class, or whatever, the whole class now knows you're not good at maths. No, that's that's so bad. And you grow up in that kind of environment, you know. And the the culture, because I think self confidence ties into being okay with failing, because you know you're going to fail forward and fail to learn. Yeah. yeah. But when failure isn't 
isn't a respected part of society society yeah that can really knock you as a person it gets very difficult you know and if people let's like people repeat for the year because they struggled or whatever reason something happened and has to repeat a year even if they were smart the year before they suddenly are branded the stupid ones bloody hell and that can have huge implications on 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 a kid's self-confidence right yeah so one thing that manifested in me was I, I was always really, really nervous about getting the help that I needed. Like, literally just asking for help if I was struggling with something. Mm. I don't know whether it was pride or just low confidence. Like probably a mixture of both. But I never requested the help, even though I knew I was struggling. And that was a habit I struggled to shake off for years. And in final year, in, in second year, sorry, that was one of the things that we struggled with again. Because first year was relatively okay. The jump wasn't too difficult for me. Yeah. Second year, though, when work gets a bit more technical, you have to know the difference between writing an essay and writing, writing a report. Yeah, yeah. Little things like that. Little and things like that. I realised, like, I didn't know how to structure a report. And essay yeah. I could do, because I've been doing essays all my life. Your whole life, yeah, yeah. You know? And I wouldn't go seek out the help. And that's, that's what your lecturers are there for. They're there to support you, or, like, your academic staff, or, you know, whoever is there to help you improve your academic writing, or just your academics in general. And it wasn't up until placement yet that I realized, you know what, Felix, you have to change this up because if you don't, you're, you're not going to do very well. So I had to just put my pride aside, you know, talk myself into just being more confident or being confident enough to just go and ask for the help I needed. Yeah. And once I did, the speed at which things changed, because I realized like it Drastic, wasn't yeah. huge things that was holding me back. It was very, very, very right small now. things. Yeah that I spent years running away from because I just didn't have the confidence to face it. <laughs> oh, bless. No, different. Like, we were polar opposites in that sense. Like, I was that annoying yeah. kid that would always ask questions. Like, the teacher would be like, right, so are there any more questions? Everyone be silent. Then I'll just put my hand up but you hear the whole class groan. Like, oh. Yeah, no. Nah. Like, <laughs> like, I was that annoying one. That was, no, yeah. no. That was like, the I, worst thing. To me, the there's worst no thing question is a stupid question. I will ask until uh, I understand. The, the worst thing you could have done to me back in school days was say, does anyone have a question? And then pick me. My God. I'm what? No, 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 no. Oh, I will, no, I will literally, I will dig a, I will dig a hole in the ground myself and jump inside. <laughs> Must be mad. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, let's touch on body confidence real quick. Mm-hmm. Because we were literally talking about this the other day. Yeah. And just like getting ourselves into shape and trying to be. Jack. How's that? How's that going? It's going well. <laughs> Why is your voice suddenly going high pitched? I beg, it's going well. <laughs> As in, I've joined the gym. I've brought my containers for um, meal prep, mm-hmm. so I will be meal prepping. I need to like, um, kind of just look at recipes and stuff that are suited to what I'm going for, which is just to build more muscle, just to gain more like body mass. But yeah. Yeah, I am trying. Like, I, I feel like if I put in as much, like, of the effort I did for uni into, like, fitness. Yeah. There's no reason why I shouldn't have, like, one of them banging insta body models body. Like, why not? 100%. Because <laughs> when it comes to, like, academics, I'm on it. Like, I have my, my cue cards. Like, I'm on revision. I, I, I like, I was one of those weird kids that like to revise. 
and like I like to like read and stuff like that and I was very on it like school was never an issue uni was never an issue for me when yeah revise yeah okay cool got exams got deadlines let's do it but I didn't put I don't know for some reason I just don't put that same energy into like looking after my myself and my fitness and I was like no, yeah I need to change. Like, what's going on I it's a strange one isn't it you, you do everything lockdown. else but taking care of yourself suddenly becomes a chore yeah and I was like no 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 during lockdown I, I realized like I have a lot more time on my hands now like it's time to start like looking after myself and like just treating myself so now you see me on snapchat every other day with a face mask with a face mask on I brought weights like I'm really trying to just be more that's really good as like well-rounded as a person and I feel that really does improve your confidence as well like 100% when you feel better in yourself yeah you just feel you just feel sexy like you just feel you feel like you can collect anybody's number on the road if you want to just when Jim is doing you like that and people start to tell you that like your shoulders are getting a bit bigger I can tell your chest is coming out you know your legs are looking nice or your bum's looking all good like you know just different things like that it all feeds into man it's a vicious cycle yeah no and then also to like stop just come off social media sometimes (laughs) that's another thing that I've I've been regularly practicing is in like Mm. I'll just remove Instagram from my phone or like Twitter from my phone because like sometimes I'll just be like why didn't I look like this or why am I not achieving stuff like this and like I follow quite a few people from like black um, tech Twitter so when I see them like posting like doing up creating all these amazing things and I'm just like oh my gosh you know what like yeah let me just come off this app because I can't come and kill myself. <laughs> but do, do, do you know you know what's interesting about that? Like I, I I used to do that a lot. I thought you know just unfollowing people, deleting this, getting off that was the solution mm. for feeling the way I was feeling about seeing people's success with their weight loss or their gym transformation or their their startups or whatever it was, yeah, yeah. right? But. I had to remind myself that I'm looking at these things to remind me that these things are possible. Yeah. Not to make not to make myself feel like shit. Yeah. Because I feel like one of the most powerful things that can affect confidence is just visualization. Actually seeing that this thing is possible. Interesting. That's a different take on it. Yeah. Yeah, like it it brings it down to earth a little bit. So one of the things I do is when I feel like and I haven't gone to the gym for like two weeks, you know, just like today, for example, I felt kind of bad because obviously we had the conversation about how we're going to fix up and I may or may not have had a brownie and ice cream um, about two hours ago. Anyway, um, I'm shouting. That, that isn't part of the plan, but you know what? You have to get, you have to have the confidence to get over these things and say it's not, it hasn't scattered my plan. It's just yeah. a, a tiny little speed bump. Just a, yeah, just, just, a, just a little, it's a little speed bump. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think the power of visualization is 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 really key for self confidence because one thing I do is that whenever I feel bad about not working out today or haven't been to the gym in a little bit, is that I I watch someone's workout video, and that gets me in a good headspace. Oh, okay. Especially yeah. if there's a transformation. Yeah, yeah, I love a good transformation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no. For me, what I do is like I have a mood board in my room. Mm-hmm. I only just started doing this like start of this year 
with my friends like we would make like mood boards of like all of the things that we want to accomplish in um the year mm-hmm. so obviously this year I had like I, I'm looking at it right now so I've got like pictures of F4 Rural because I want to learn how to make F4 mm-hmm. uh, a promotion money because I want to save mm-hmm. a house um just other stuff like that and then every time I accomplish a goal I'll circle it or I'll tick it off okay so when I got my promotion I crossed it off like when I reach my saving goal I'm gonna cross it off and stuff like that and that's what like keeps me like okay you've got this you've already accomplished what like five on your mood board keep going like and I have a picture of like um like the ideal body or like the the what the look I'm going for sure <laughs> and I keep looking talk, at talk it and I'm like pic. course manifestation we're gonna yeah, get there exactly you know, we're it, gonna do this and it links directly to the visualization because you you see what you want to achieve when you achieve it you visually tick it off you circulate you tick it and then that feeds into the confidence yeah, that you like can achieve those things. It, yeah. And then it just goes back into, into the vicious cycle. Yeah. You know, but seeing it makes it feel a little bit more possible. Yeah. It doesn't feel so abstract when you when you see it. And I'm a visual learner. I've always been all my life, you know. So I know that seeing something is it is the first step in me achieving the thing. Yeah. Whether that's watching someone's workout video transformation meeting someone that I kind of admire in real life or like I look up to or I see as kind of like a, a digital mentor someone that doesn't know me but I kind of consider them like a mentor um yeah. seeing that seeing the tangible kind of results of their hard work and visualizing it in real life makes it so much more approachable for me yeah because then I feel confident yeah. enough that I can actually achieve whatever it is I want to achieve because Going back to the Nigerian uncle and auntie thing, they don't have two heads. <laughs> no, obviously we are so different, much. but the execution of the plans will obviously be different. But that doesn't mean you can't execute your plans. Yeah. But they have, so technically you should be able right. to too. Yeah. yeah. I was reading this thing, I think it was like a tweet on Twitter that it takes like, I think it's between 18 to 21 days to develop a new habit. Yeah. Something like that. So if you just keep like, once you hit that, like, okay, I've been to the gym for a week. Okay, I've been to the gym for two weeks. Okay, third week, like, and then it suddenly becomes a habit. And then you almost start to feel, like, weird when you don't go to the gym. Yeah, exactly. And this is what, this is why I like these conversations, because it's super candid. And we're not, we're not coming from, like, a top-down approach of we've accomplished this you know, we can, we've done this, why can't you do this kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Like, we are st- we are learning how to do it as we're talking to you. Exactly. Which I think makes it so much more down-to-earth for people listening. Because it's yeah. it, it's not it's not a perfect world out there. You know, sometimes you plan to work hard and you end up eating a brownie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but the important thing is you have the confidence to not let that hold you back and you just keep, you keep pushing. You move. We move, baby, we move. and that's on period. That's on period too. <laughs> Hopefully that has, like, encouraged you to, like, keep going. Like, obviously, not no one's perfect. So we're all just trying to figure this thing out together, which is why I love having these conversations and, mm-hmm. like, 
every podcast episode is just navigating some another aspect of just adulting or adulthood in general mm-hmm. but yeah I, I really do like the whole idea of like keeping each other accountable and just like pushing each other to do better 100% so, yeah confidence is something that I hate the saying but it's true it's like when people like break up with someone and then they're like oh how do I get over like my heartbreak and it's like oh it, it comes with time yeah I, I hate that so much when I was like going through it and like my mom would be like oh you know in a few in a few months time you won't even remember him and I'm just like that's not helpful but it, it really is it's true. facts yeah it's true it's like confidence healing from heartbreak all of that it actually just comes with time yeah and it's not a process that you can like rush you just have to like experience it and just go through it and, exactly yeah so guys thanks for listening and thanks felix for joining no worries thank you so much for having me and i just wanted to add one last thing um on top of i really appreciate you for inviting me on this to talk about you know self-confidence and i was saying to you offline it's not something that i have spoken about a lot yeah and then i feel like it it in this moment it's helped my confidence as well because i'm I'm openly sharing you know my experiences and my thoughts and feelings about confidence and and i really love the fact that this podcast is a manifestation of your own confidence because you you have chosen to do something that's so fearless and you say you know i'm just going to make this happen i don't care how it's i don't know how it's going to happen i don't care how i'm going to make it happen i'm just going to make it happen i'm going to be fearless about it yeah you know so this is literally both of us manifesting the confidence and being on the journey to you know greater confidence in the future and things like that so yeah shout out to you because you're doing amazing things Um, yeah that was a cute moment there Um, so yeah guys thanks um, for listening as always keep learning stay curious because navigating adulthood is techie and we will see you on the next episode of the techie podcast take care bye bye